up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Afro Latinos. Guys, this is a very, very special episode, and I am so excited. As always, it's your boy, Aubin. And I'm Chandler. And we have a special guest today. On today's episode, we are uh, with a dear friend of mine, Mr. Seth Spawnhouse, Executive Director of the Community Theater League in Williamsport. What's up, Seth? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hi, everyone. I'm so he's, listen. He's like fangirl. Listen, totally long fangirl time listener, <laughs> first time caller. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> he's he's very excited. Um, and so today's episode, uh, we kind of prefaced this. If you read the article about us in the Standard Journal, which was pretty dope to be featured in the Milton Standard Journal this past Saturday, um, we referenced a topic that we were very excited about. We are going to be talking today about race. And the theater world and kind of what that looks like. And we thought, who better to have on an episode than the <laughs> executive director of a community theater? I can think about a dozen <laughs> people. Yes, but they cost too much. So <laughs> we had to stay, <laughs> but we had, we had to stay with you because rate. we're friends. Thanks. And you, yeah, the, the free budget, that free 99 <laughs> is really great. <laughs> Thanks. I'll just buy Panda after this. Get some sponsorship in there. Yes. You gotta just throw the product it's, in oh, there, Chaney. It's great. I'm excited. Just throw that I in there. Wait. So wait, can I call you, you Chandler? I have to you call you Chandler? Can, I, if you want to call me Chaney, it's fine. Okay. It's either Chandler or Chaney. It, I switched depending on, like, yeah. the first episode, and I was like, Obby really or Aubin? Only my fiance calls me Obby. Does she and really? She does. Everyone's I'm so she. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it is to have a nickname for Aubin? Like, I don't have. You're talking to a Seth. That's That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know where Jamie came from from Chandler, but that it's a stretch. I can see it. But that far. I grew up, well, my dad had nicknames for me, but they were, none of them like had anything to do with my name. My dad called me Melonhead for a while. <laughs> I don't know. I just grew into my head. Like I'm talking like the last couple weeks. <laughs> I just grew into my head. The COVID-19 <laughs> weight gain helped me grow into my head. Like I just so got there, there was a good thing that came out of this. <laughs> I was wondering when it would show up, and apparently. Yeah, I can is. now wear hats comfortably. That's That's about it. Oh, man. So, Seth, why don't you tell our listeners, if they're not familiar with uh, with who you are and what CTL is, you know, give us, a, give us a little breakdown of who you are and where you came from. I, so, I, that was a lot of, that's a lot of questions. It, it's a lot. You set me up I'm, I'm for like a lot. That. I'm really yeah. good like that, you know. I can see who the deep question <laughs> is in this, in this duo. He does that to me. I'll just answer one. Uh, he puts you on the spot, right? No, but then. It's those piercing so, eyes. But then, then he's just like, like then he sits there and he's like, yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> Like that's not that's not the question. That's not what I asked just you. Just you answer the last thing you <laughs> heard. That's it. Yeah. You forget the first thing. It's the recency. You know, you yeah, hear it and it's like happens. I don't know what you said, but we're just gonna go with <laughs> this and hope that it sticks. There you go. So my name, like Aubin, so eloquently, el- eloquently pointed out, um, I'm Seth Spawnhouse, the executive director of the Community Theater League in Williamsport, PA. Um, I grew up in Williamsport. Uh, my whole life was born and raised here, and then met Aubin when we were both located in the Lancaster area for a period of time mm-hmm. um, and did a show with him down there that through Millersville University. Yeah. What up, Ville? What up, Ville? Um, Nation. I don't even think that's a thing I anymore. No. It used to be a thing. I, I didn't go to any games. I was like, I was just there for the degree. And I was a big Millersville. Wait, you went to the same school? Yeah. Yeah, we met in college. Mm, that's where we met. I did not know My that. My freshman year yeah. of college. Yeah. He was a freshman and I was a senior. I think I was just graduating. I really thought you were so much older than me when you were there. I didn't know you. Yeah, I know. I remember, yeah. like, I walked into I the audition. I just have that aura about me. I walked into the Shut up. <laughs> I walked into the, aud- into the I'm audition. I'm actually a 56-year-old man <laughs> in a 29-year-old body. I mean, I played, I played an 80-year-old, so, you know, like, you in did the last beautifully. two years. And I was, like, 21. So, like, it's like, yeah. if I could do You're it. You're allowed to tell the truth it. if I mean it through recording. 
This is so. I this am. is like actually your audition. I don't know if you knew this. Oh, this is, is this Afro-Latinos not? Your, this is your audition. Oh my god! I've been looking for a new co-host. They're you're gonna have to. <laughs> I was gonna say we might. I don't think your name can get longer, but I definitely think you're gonna have to add something into that title if I'm coming on board. Yeah, permanently. Probably. Well, it'll, it'll be random. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. But I, I, walk, I remember walking into the audition. Sorry to cut no, you go off, please. But, um, and then I was for standing rent, there right? for rent. Yeah, okay. I was super nervous, right? Because I'm a freshman. Like I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything. I was just like. I want to do theater because it's what I did in uh-huh. high school. So let's just do something. And so I walked into the audition, and I remember standing there with my music and whatever. And then, like, the directors were all asking me questions. And I remember my connection to you. And I never forgot, obviously, because we're here now. Um, you were like, you're from Milton? Uh-huh. You're one of Russ Wynn's boys. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah. And immediately, like, just knowing that there was someone, even though, like, we're from a half hour away from each other, yeah, we yeah. didn't know each other at all, I was like, Okay, so if I get into the show, I know someone, yep. like I'm comfortable, and then all yep. the nerves went away. And but yeah, that, yeah. so that's, that's where we met. So I'll give you the backstory of why I was even there. So that was a university show; it was Rent. They, the director was Tony Elliott, mm-hmm. who was a professor of theater at this at the school. That was one of the first combo music department theater department shows that they did, mm. and the theater department was nervous about doing all of the sex and homosexual and drug-related scenes, and so they brought on a student director to handle that, Uh, and that was me. But once you start thinking about the plot of Rent and you take out all of the sex and the homosexuality and the drugs, there's nothing left. left. (laughs) So I ended up doing so much more in that show, which was great. So the school edition... You mean the high school edition? What is in it? Um, I don't know. Because, like... I don't wow. think it's. I honestly, I I think they took out AIDS. I don't think that's referenced. They I'm n- have, I'm not sure. They all have the flu. The new high school edition. That of was Rent, the big the joke way, when it came out. It's going to be COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. Yeah, they're all dying of COVID, so that's yeah. unfortunate. But but that's funny that you remember that. <laughs> yeah. About the Milton connection, because I do. I'm I'm a big person as when I'm running an audition or if I'm in an audition room, making someone feel comfortable is my most important job. Yeah, I feel absolutely. like uh, behind the desk. Um, and it's one of the things I tell almost everyone that I audition is that we want you, believe it or not, to succeed. Like, yeah. the people behind the desk don't want you to be bad. Like, right. that's not right. – that puts us in a worse position. Like, mm-hmm. we have 60 people and none of them carry a tune. We don't want to be in that boat. So we'd rather make tough decisions about 60 people that are amazing rather than – You terrified me last year when we did West High School. I am not. I was like, that, that man right there. <laughs> Seth <laughs> terrified you? The He's teddy like bear sitting the beside He's like the director. I was like, oh. That that he just looked behind well, that the was table and just go like like oh well yeah. to put that into perspective though that was on your second show you've ever done and, and you I didn't have to audition for yeah. the Wiz oh like, so that was we, your f- I was your first yeah, audition he wasn't he was he was like an app well, I don't want to call him an afterthought but I'm sorry he, I didn't get he your flowers or anything Cheney <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't interested at we all. didn't even get a seafood dinner afterwards or something cool. well, I'm sorry. sorry. Yes, that was your first. So that makes sense, though. Like, first audition jitters. Like, I, you know, uh, oh, like I remember mine. It, mine was in this building. It wasn't really. I, um, I only, theater at Williamsport was, like, not cool to do. So I was just Actually, a music kid. Let's be fair, though. Let's be real. Okay, theater, hold on. Hold on. on Wait school, a minute. Depending on the school, theater is not always true. Very true. The cool thing to Very do. True. And at Williamsport, it definitely wasn't at that time. Yeah. I thought it was. It may oh, be different. Oh, at that time. Yeah, at yeah. that time, And it depending wasn't. on the school, like, Chick and Lemmy's Theater, we're, I mean, we have a great program. So, like, yeah. it's, a cool thing like to, it's a cool yeah. thing to it's do. Okay. But, yeah. but for some schools, it's like, 
you know, those no. are just the, the theater kids. At Williamsport, yeah. it was definitely like, when I was there, and this was early 2000s, it was definitely like, you didn't, like, Marie Fox, I think, is so talented and so gifted, yeah. and I wish I would have taken advantage of her resources and been in a class with her, but I just did straight choir. Like, I was mm-hmm. an all-state musician. Um, I was AP student. Like, flex. that's what I did. Oh, that's a, 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 a subtle flex. Right subtle there. enough <laughs> that no one's going to pick it up until you call it out. <laughs> I had to. Yeah. Thanks, Aubin. Thanks, Aubin. Keep me honest here. <laughs> So, um, anyways, anyways, it was for, it was for Roger Hammerstein Cinderella, uh, in this building. Most born show ever. Uh, Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I guess you could die on that hill. Yeah. It's boring. It is. I mean, it has its moments. Everything's a waltz. Like the magic. Everything's a waltz. I hear a waltz. Anyway, moving on. Anyways, moving <laughs> on. Um, so, Cheney, jump in at any time when we're recording. Okay, he's talking okay about, We're talking about theater, so this is like not his. You know, that's the whole episode, right? We're not gonna. We're not gonna pivot to superheroes <laughs> at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can talk about Spider-Man the musical. It did Spider-Man After Dark. I Listen, I my opinion about Spider-Man: Turn After the Dark is my argument about critics in New York because I feel like it did not get its chance. I think previews and rehearsals are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think every show deserves it, and I think it got a bad. Bad like name, bad, bad rep. As soon as it came into town, and it just didn't get the chance to like hatch out of its little spidey <laughs> egg that it was gonna be. Like, <laughs> gotta give it a chance to come out of like spin a web or two. Oh my! Did you see that? Did you get that? Did you get spin a web? I got it. Okay. This is literally how every episode goes. I'm we start on the topic. So and then just happy. End up so yeah, no. So, um, back so I met Aubin in, in Millersville. We were living in. I was living in Lancaster. I did theater. That's what we were talking. Yeah, about I did together. theater in Lancaster. Um, for a couple years. My wife, who I met in college, got a teaching job down there. Um, I graduated with degrees in teaching and, and theater, and then I never got a teaching job. Um, and CTL, around that time, had lost one of our really um, profound board members, Jason Moyer. And in his memory, donations were coming in, and they started this third floor operations, which turned into a performing arts school. And so knowing the combined degrees that I had, they kind of reached out, asked if I'd be interested in um, interviewing. I threw my name into the hat thinking I was no way going to get this mm-hmm. because it's a giant opportunity to craft a curriculum and, and expand a 42-year-old organization. And they kind of said yes and, and handed me it. And I went through interviews after interview after interview and talked with people um, for hours on end about what I would do. And then uh, that was 2015, and this is my fifth year coming up in November. So I've been here in this building working for five years, and this is actually going into my third season as executive director, which I oh. can't really believe already because those three years have flown by. And what was that like for you, like, coming? It had to be great. You were living down in the Lancaster area, uh-huh. right, with your wife. Were you married before? No, you so we were still, um, as my grandmother says, we were living in sin <laughs> for... <laughs> I believe four years <laughs> before I proposed. <laughs> if I'm doing my math right, oh, we lived. Sorry. Yeah, we lived in Lancaster together um, with several other roommates. Um, so you weren't the only ones. We weren't the only ones living in sin. Okay, there was no, another so couple living in sin. Listen, <laughs> the way I see it is, the more people that rank gets split, more ways. No, I'm, I'm not mad at You're you. You're struggling. I, I, student I, bills. I get it. Um, so we, she got a teaching job right away, which is really great. She's a special ed teacher um, who's amazing at her job and. Um, I wouldn't want her to trade that for the world. So she is in Lancaster still teaching, actually. Mm-hmm. So this is going on, I think, year six for her, year seven, um, teaching down there. And then we have been driving ever since. Um, so we moved up to Harrisburg. So it was a big shift, I mean, for the family. 
um, with our little pup, uh, we have made it work. But I'm young, and I love my job, and she loves her job. So we, you know, you do what you, you do. do. Yeah. So it makes nights like like this week is. Oh, you're catching so me on probably. Terrible. Yeah, you're catching me on one of the longest weeks I've had here, and I want to say at least two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, just because so we started summer camps, um, this summer or this week, and I'm teaching actually in the mornings at nine thirty. So if you do the math. I have to get up around 5, mm-hmm. so I'm out the door by 5.30, and I'm here by 7.38. And then I teach from 9.30 to 12.30, a bunch of high school middle schoolers. And then I work and, like, do my actual job um, that they pay me for. And then I'm right into rehearsals. And, I mean, we get out of rehearsals around 10, 10.30. And, so, and you've been on production staff. Oh, so by the time you leave, I'm leaving the building around 11.30 each night, midnight last night. So I'm getting home, ar- home. Yeah, getting home around 2. And then you're up, you're up in about three hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think the cast realizes like what. No yeah, in the last uh, I wouldn't say the last four days I've gotten about like maybe eight hours. So and I I mean and give this man some time. To <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut it off. Let's cut this thing now, bro. Oh my god. Well, no, I think I think it's a big it's a bit it's very important that um, whatever I'm asking actors to do or production staff members we, we're completely not completely we're eighty percent volunteer based. So when I got this job, it was like a kid in a candy store, right? Right. So I'm working in my hobby. I love what I'm doing, and I can direct as many shows as, like, that work. Like, that's amazing for me. Like, I can be in shows. I can direct shows. When I started here, I was doing every show possible, and then that was kind of when you hit the brick wall and you, like, sit down with your wife, and she's like, I haven't seen you in a couple months, and we live together, so we should probably figure out what you're doing. So. I do one show a season, and then the summer show with the with the high school college kids, which I wouldn't give up for anything. And then um, we go from there. Wow, so that that's a lot. You do clearly a lot of work, and like it's got to be. I don't even know like how you survive a, a day, a week, <laughs> a month, a, a season. Like it's it's got to be a lot. But well, like, yeah, it is, I think the point I was trying to make was. I don't ask because we're mainly volunteer based. I don't ask anyone to do something that I would that I wouldn't do because we mainly operate on um, leisure time. So like when you do a show here, you still have your nine to five job and like you have all the responsibilities that come with it and the family stuff. So we as an organization have to always make sure that we're keeping track of how much are we asking of people. Is it reasonable to do? Because right. if we don't have our volunteers and we don't have our actors, then we don't really have a show yeah. or a season. It was, or it was a lot like when I did uh, Mockingbird and Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Like I was, that was first year teaching. Mm-hmm. So I was first year teacher. And then I was – so I would live in Milton, drive to Sunbury a half hour in the morning, work until 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I would drive an hour to Williamsport, do rehearsal, and then come home. Yeah. And it was a lot. Yeah, and managing my first year classroom, you know, it's just, just like yeah. But I wouldn't have changed it for the world. I mean, even though can I say this? I don't know if I should say this. Even though I did say no, you to did the production. I I begged several times. I begged I said several times both, for you to, to do. both driving Miss Daisy and to kill a mockingbird. I I said no. although I don't think I begged you for to kill a mockingbird. No, I think other people had to. I'm not. Yes. 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 I will. Yes. There's some stuff I won't say it, but there's. <laughs> I think other. I won't put your people on blast. Well, no, I think that's part. I think that's a great segue into what I think I was asked to talk about a little bit, which is with all of the national movements and the changing in the atmosphere of the arts, and how do organizations that are forty-two years old and that were founded by old white people, 
how do they change and grow? Sure. Because it's not 1976 anymore. Right. Our audience isn't the same audience. Right. Like, yeah, right? So how do we – that was – so that show, Sweeney, uh, not Sweeney Todd, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, was in a series of shows that CTL went through a strategic plan in 2018, and we sat down, and diversity of volunteers and audience was a giant thing that we wanted to hit. And it was something that we kind of – it was pointed out to us to look look around the room, right. and that's a problem because that's not your demographic and that's not your audience, and, and you need to you need to fix that. And the staff has come to – come to really honor the fact that we're and the season launching that we're done by community for community mm-hmm. and if we're not reflecting what Williamsport and the surrounding counties are then we're we're doing something really wrong right um so Mockingbird was part of a, a series like Driving Miss Daisy and even Did fame in West Side Story and yeah and, and we knew especially with the high school college age shows we West Side Story was one that we wanted to do but we knew we couldn't come out of the gate and do that appropriately or well um so fame was done first because that felt a little bit more attainable and then we were able to uh, rock Mm -hmm. it into west side but i think what people people are pressuring arts organizations to pivot and i love that pressure um i just am worried about the arts organizations that pivot and don't mean it one of one of our biggest things were was we're we're doing what we think is right, and we want instructions, and we want to be told when it's wrong. Um, just don't put us on blast when it's wrong and we didn't know. And, right. and we don't want to be naive, and we want to be as educated as we can with diverse casting and diverse production staffing and representing the community as a whole. Whether that's not just diversity in, in terms of race, but economic status. Absolutely. I mean, our, our tickets – when I look at it, is that's a big commitment for a couple to come out to a CTL show and do a dinner. I mean, you're looking at a hundred dollar night, and yeah. that that market price does that reflect our community? Does it reflect reflect the kind of um, patrons we want? We have to remember that four decades worth of people who might be not with us for another four decades mm-hmm. isn't a foundation that we want to build off of. And how do I make sure that Cheney can take his lovely Ruby to see a show? And it not and not be something that he has to budget for because right. we don't want that. We want no, it to be as easy as attainable as possible. And I think that that's one of the great things. I mean, that's like so. I don't use progressive because everyone uses the word progressive, and whether that is actually like what they mean. But it's it's so important to to have that yeah. and for, to have people in charge of things that are trying to pay attention to representation and trying to make sure that minority voices that for so long have been quiet are allowed to shine for sure and so one of the things that i wanted to ask you um is what do, how do you feel or do you feel like your community do you feel like the theater world is really ready and prepared to make a change and actually to make it for the right reasons and what i mean by that is i think a lot of times when people think about oh i want to be diverse or i want to have uh, i'm really putting you on blast yeah. here this is no, really no, gonna, I'm this is gonna be I'm, really deep this is why i was so sweating all last night Janie. <laughs> I was so nervous for this. I thought it was for the final section. It's not. It's this one right here. So how do you, as as a director, mm-hmm. as a producer of a show, what does it look like for you in the casting process? Or I, I got a couple questions. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so there's like trying to show diversity in a show, and we think like let's be diverse. Let's do something diverse. 
So let's do To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Because it features a black yep. character. Let's do Ragtime because it features black characters. Do you think there's a difference between that and, okay, let's take an, uh, uh, a non-traditional, like if I think of Hello, Dolly, mm-hmm. and I think of Dolly, mm-hmm. you're not I don't you're not think thinking of, of Pearl Bailey. a black yeah. woman yeah. As, as Dolly, right? Yeah. I think of... Um, uh, any of the other white ladies the other, that's played. You know, I yeah. think of a barber. I think of, yep. a, you know, you know. so is the theater world ready for that change? Can we see? Do you, well, I'll just let yeah. you go because there's so many questions. Uh, there's so many that. questions. I think uh, no. I, I think the answer is yes and no. Uh, from my personal standpoint, and I think it's reflected in CTL, I think the theater world and the arts world in general got really complicit with the phrase colorblind casting. Oh, which I, I think colorblind everything. Uh, yeah, I think that was a giant blanket that got used in the late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, and made racism, it, it disguised racism in a way that made it acceptable. Oh, absolutely. And made it uh, almost conversational. And that phrase, even the phrase color, because like, I'll poke a hole into the whole colorblindism yeah. for a lot of people. Please. It's like people say people think that by saying and I've I've had directors tell me before that they're colorblind and they don't see and here's the thing. That in itself is a problem. I don't want you to be colorblind. I want you to see me for my colors. Yes. yes. And be okay with that yes. breaking what you expect of my you know what I mean? For so sure. like when I was in high school you know, Russ, we did we did Hell Dolly. Yeah. I was Horace Vandergelder. If you watch the movie, if you see it on stage, you're not. And when I think of the name Horace Vandergelder, you, I don't you, see a black. You person. don't see you. But yeah. being able to be in that position, you know, that was a role that I loved doing. And then being father and children reading, mm-hmm. like that's like the kind of stuff that, like, being able to just be me and be able to be talented and and put that talent on display. Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> being able to put that talent on display <laughs> and not just being. Yeah, the Allstate was a little subtle, <laughs> but that he just came out and said, as talented as I am. No, but, be, but you know, like being able to show that you have talent and not just being the token. I 100% character, you know agree. I, mean? I, think, I think even to take it a step farther, um, what are we talking about? See, I lost it. You made me make a joke, Cheney. See what you happens. Um, I think, I think one of the one of the first situation that I had was casting the Music Man, um, in which I used an actor who I find talented, uh, Steve Aguirre, um, who's been Mm -hmm. in a plethora of shows here as Harold. Yeah, as Harold Hill, who's um, Latino descent, not your typical Harold Hill. This guy, Cheney, 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 Honest to God, like <laughs> this is, is the is the is the uh, job posting going up immediately, immediately after this? Okay, this great. Episode. We'll I just do an ad for it at the end. <laughs> when I try to be quiet, we'll do an ad for it at the end. My back. No, it's okay. Hitting the microphone, okay. dropping the phone. Just turn me off. Anyway. <laughs> you guys just let me go, Cheney. Just go to sleep. We'll be back with you in a couple <laughs> minutes. Um, I I think the pushback I got from that. Of, of casting Steve, who's a, a talented guy who was the right age, who had the right demeanor, who was able to act the role, mm-hmm. was my first experience of, and I was very open with saying, I'm not, I'm not being colorblind. I'm, I'm using an actor who can perform this story and tell this story with his personal experiences. Right. 
Um, I, I think that's big. I think there are shows out there that are stories that need to be told, um, and I think they need to be told well, and that involves characters of different races, different ethnicities, different backgrounds and origins. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's a Caucasian's person's place to tell the story of Dreamgirls, as right. much as I love that show. Right. I don't know as a director what wisdom I could tell three African-American girls about coming up in the 60s <laughs> rather than something I would have to research. Right. I don't know if I could use personal experiences mm-hmm. to do that, even though I would I would slaughter a lamb to do that show. I I Sounds think like a great time, by the way, slaughtering a lamb to do dream girls. Yeah, we'll yeah, do a yeah, double we'll show, do, do a double feature. <laughs> um, I think that the the problem with the theater world or the difficulties that we're facing is how do we, without putting everyone on blast, but putting people who deserve to be on blast on sure. blast, how do we tear down the walls but yet keep the structure in place that we can keep going? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the if the theater world is in a place where it needs to be blown up and completely and torn down. It might be. Again, I don't think that Caucasians or myself or how we don't get an opinion about that. And I think more people have to be open to that kind mm-hmm. of, you don't get a say because you've had a say and you've done it wrong. So right. I think theater is all about reacting and listening. And if we're not listening and reacting, That's a great point. Then, what are you doing? Yeah, you're not doing theater. Yeah. And I think that goes on stage and into the producing. If we're not doing shows that people want to see and if we're not casting people who are, are appropriate or if we're not listening to what people are complaining about in the world, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Then we're just doing Hello, Dolly for the 80th time. Yeah. And we don't want to do that. Yeah. So I think it's it's a massive discussion. And I love that I love that I'm the age I am. Because we're having it now, mm-hmm. which means I have my whole life ahead of me to see where this right. goes. Right. And I can make sure I'm using my powers as much as possible to mm-hmm. be an ally and to be I, – I texted you, I think, one of the first weeks after George Floyd and said, I want to sit down. Um, Emily um, mm-hmm. Gale yep. is a board director right. for CTL, and I've been talking with her nonstop. We um, we are one of the first performing arts organizations to put out just a We Stand With You mm-hmm post on social media um and i gotta say that we made sure we did that because we wanted to make sure that any actor that wanted to come in here or any patron that wanted to come into this building knew where we as a staff and a board and a and an organization right. and it's stood not performative it's exactly just, it's you know this is who we are and this is what we stand for and if you're not okay with that yeah one of the best i was in a conference last november and one of the best points because obviously this always comes up and we're not a large enough organization to have a director of diversity which i would love and and other theaters out there have um yeah he's yeah (laughs) and um so the we were talking about diversity because this is a giant problem community theaters were bursting on the stage in the 40s and 50s and 60s as a as a leisure activity and we know from our history books who founded those, sure. and it was the people with power and wealth who could do that in the mm-hmm. communities. Um, so diversity wasn't even being talked about until the 90s or the 2000s, if it even was. Sure. And then, so now it's a giant problem. But one of the best points that was made was a woman stood up, and she was from Florida, and she said, we have a diversity pledge on our website. We don't really post anything because we just do it. It's our practice. We just do it, sure. and that was the end of the discussion. And I f- just felt like that was the most positive and powerful statement of just it's just got to be practiced. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you need to 
wave around like a flag and you don't need to be parading it. It's, you just have to practice it. And if you're not practicing it, then you're doing something even worse. Right. Because then you're hiding behind some fake social media post or some tweet or uh, we just – and that was part part why I reached out um, earlier when kind of everything was kind of right. exploding um, because I want everything that we do to be sincere. Um, and where where can we be better and what can what can CTL as an organization – um, how can we how can we grow? Because that's that's what we're eventually looking to do. Right. So, I think a lot of arts organizations are in a place of change. I think the world is in a place of change, and I think change is good, mm-hmm. um, especially change that's being impacted by all of us and not just people with money or people with power. I think the more people's voices that are being heard, the better. Um, so. We don't we don't know what the future looks like for us, especially with COVID and and everything else. But I'm I'm excited for uh, opportunities that we can keep giving people. Yeah, and I I just like I I think that that is awesome, and I don't know I like I literally have no, there, there, but it's so it's it's like I'm a, I'm a man of very many words most times, and yeah. so for me to not have something to say, it's kind of like. Cheney, who is a man of few words, and this is like the first time he said anything all it's episode. Like now it's a speaker. I love it. <laughs> I, I, what do I have to say? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, right. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah they want to hear your voice too. No, Cheney. That's why all the ladies are tuning in. That's that's it. That's sultry Cheney. Um, but like, I think that it is so. Up. The thing is that it's so uncommon to hear someone being genuine about their their um, their want just to see people shine. And that it is refreshing to hear. Yeah. So, so you know, not like I speak for, obviously I don't speak for all minorities, but, you know, for having done shows at CTL and always feeling like I had, you know, a fair shot at any role that I, that I was auditioning for. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, that does feel good. Well, so. and I think every, I'm a big fan of the West Wing and I'm a big fan of um, Stocker Cheney, who has been on Broadway. Um, she played Rizzo in the movie Grease Um, played Abigail Bartlett the president's wife and she has this whole monologue about it's our history and we're not going to hide it in the cupboard and we're going to talk about it and we're going to be open with it Mm -hmm. I mean CTL we've done shows my first show directing here was The King and I and it was not that very long ago and yeah it was it was a show that we did not have the right the right diversity to do Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, it was not even a decade ago, and no one in the community found it a problem, and no one on the production staff found it a problem to cast little Caucasian kids as the wrong race right. because it was so not thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've gotten into situations like that where um, anything goes. There's two roles in that show for men of Oriental descent, yes. and. If you don't have those actors, then you shouldn't do that show. show. I mean, we've been looking at our junior shows we do constantly cause just because of all of our camps and after-school shows. And Moana Junior came out. And I know I have a community full of girls that would love to be in Moana. And there's just a line that's crossed where you're not representing the right race. And if you can't do it, then you can't do it. Um it's just like I love that Shikalimi is able to do the whiz and ragtime, and, and I think that's great that that diversity is there. We don't have it as much as we'd love to do those shows. Um, I, I think there's there's a line, and and MTI is really really great at their junior shows. We did do once on this island, junior, 
Um, and the the great thing is that they they don't whitewash it and they don't take away from the story. Um, they just make it a little bit more accessible for people. Um, and they give race, you it's like it's, it's the, more the yeah money structure exactly the, uh, rather than yeah which is all I, I give props to the authors because I think it makes the story more accessible to a larger sure, uh, group of people. I think it's it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the authors are up for that and having different representations mm-hmm. out there, all all for it. Um, but at the same time, I, it, there's just shows out there that I don't think we'll ever be able to do, which is fine because there's theaters that can do them, and I think those stories need to be told. Um, and until we get to a spot where I feel comfortable with announcing Dreamgirls and seeing what comes, who comes out, and and the talent we get, then we won't do it. But I'll yeah. just sing Effie on my way home. I'm a great Effie. <laughs> In my car or in my shower. That's about it. I believe that. Okay. So, like, yeah, so that's actually, you know, you use the line, someone's story needs to be told. And so, like, it kind of pivots to to something that we're, we're going to talk about after we come back from break. So, Cheney, why don't you take us into our break, and then and I no, got no, something no, I want to talk about. You got it. You got it. No, no, but you haven't said much this episode. I'm what, good. You, you got it. You sure? Just, yeah. just you go ahead. Go. I'm good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just oh. take us. I don't know what the hell to say, so. That's what I told, you I told you this is Are you taking us to break? You don't know how to throw us to a commercial yet? He does it. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Oh, with I was, was going <laughs> to we'll right do it. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back, everyone, to Afro Latinos. I'm just sitting here with Cheney and Alvin. <laughs> That's like his, his podcast. <laughs> well, we, you know what? We didn't I, plug I my podcast we yet. Plug your wow. Podcast. Well, I gave you the opportunity at the beginning you did. to we, listen, tell us we about did. yourself. We really did. We, doing, we, you did. You I gave can't me, do everything. It was my fault. So. I'm so sorry. Um, just don't do it again. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so proud that I get to be – I'm the first guest, right? You are. I'm the are. first guest on Afro-Latinos, but I, I feel like I get some credit. Because I CTL during the pandemic started CTL speaks now he launched has a point. now launched on every available platform that you can watch, listen to a podcast on, and I got a random message from Aubin that said, "Hey, Cheney wants to start a podcast. Is, what do you use?" And I gave you the roadmap to be expressive it's, and to tell your you stories. Got, you so you're it. welcome, gentlemen. I'm, I'm just glad you responded to that text because <laughs> it was saying, I'm gonna throw Seth under the bus right now, right? So no. he responded to that text. <laughs> Seth's birthday was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I texted Seth this heartfelt message. No, you didn't. I, I probably deleted it because it doesn't. I don't. Never mind. You didn't respond, so. Was it on Facebook? I, I, or? No, I texted your cell phone. I texted your personal phone No, number, you didn't. And I sent this whole message Aubin? about wishing no, you a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh. Wait, what is it? Wait, he go ahead. Read did. it. Read the text, Seth. It says re- it, it, it says I will red and not for respond. I Happy birthday, red. my friend! It's been a pleasure getting to know you over the years, and can't wait to work with you again someday soon. Red and I didn't red respond. So blah, blah, blah. I am so sorry. It's all in right. my, You're still my boy. In my I small, little, def- I was a little hurt. In my small defense, <laughs> I was on the beach. By that time, I was still sleeping, so I was I was I had not yet gotten up. It's okay, I forgive you. I just wanted to let you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All good. So anyway, CTL speaks. we. This podcast, the, the reason we started, well, not the reason that we started, but we did become what we are because of CTL Speaks, your podcast. <laughs> our our influential. Your influential, our influential yeah. showing us the app that you use to record. And then, and then that's about it. And then us doing everything else. But, <laughs> but it's a great way to start. With. But we would have had no idea how to start. And Cheney's that. an active listener to CTL Speaks. 
Well, I, I, yeah, I am. Who? Cheney, I'm going to ask you a question. On the very first episode of CTL Speaks, who were the guests? I had two, and you know both of them. One is sitting across the hallway right now. Steve? Or is it Phil? Phil? Because we were talking about Steve, I forgot. Yeah, Phil. Phil. I didn't even, Phil. honestly, he was, he was, Steve came up, and he was like, we were just talking about you. I was like, when? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Steve was here. And during uh, a break, ladies and gentlemen, we, we took a short break during that commercial. And I guess Steve is. Oh, he's teaching Steve the summer camp. Yeah, so Steve yes. is here. And I said, "Hey, Steve, we were just talking about." He's like, "Hopefully, all good things." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We're just talking about you being Harold Hill. And Cheney was just like, "He'd be a great listen. He'd be a great one to get on this podcast. Bring him in here, because eventually, someday, there we go. When you're looking for more Actually, guests, I have an idea already. Now thinking about there you go. who he is and what he does, I, I think he's an idea. So he's great. I know. I know him as a person. I have no idea what he does. He's a very cool dude. Very talented. Very gifted. Very. Very straight shooter. I'm excited. Good and guest. He, and he lives in Milton, so he's right down the street. But meanwhile, you have a you have a great guest here right now. Anyway, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have he's a guest. Be great. I don't know about great guests, all right, but all you right. know, most our great guests would respond to how does this. Let's just get Listen, there were just so many texts oh, coming just, in that day. So popular. There were so many. There were so many texts. There were so many. Oh, all three just... of them from my mom <laughs> and then you. It was just too much to handle for someone who doesn't text ever. It That's just hilarious. Well. Before we get into the game, I just want, I have a quick question, okay? Because I have an opinion about this certain show, and okay. everybody loves to disagree with me. Okay. What do you genuinely think about Hamilton? Oh, I love it. You love it? <laughs> no. I think um, that was just for my reaction, ladies and gentlemen. I could see Cheney's face having since he knew my answer, I like, and then uh, I switched him. Um, I think... Backstory. Sorry, I'm going to give you a long-winded answer because it's, a, right, it's a podcast. Right. I saw In the Heights um, the the week before it closed with the original cast. Everyone came oh, back. Karen Olivia was there. Lynn manuel was back in. It was great. Original cast. I've yet awesome. to see it, but I've heard very good things about it. I think it's and, and I'm I think it's brilliant. I think absolutely. Um, I think it was. It, I I think it was revolutionary. Prior to Hamilton being revolutionary mm-hmm. for every mm-hmm. for everything that people say Hamilton's revolutionary for, I think I just think it didn't gain the the popularity that Hamilton did. So I get that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There. I think um, I Lin Manuel Miranda is one. I, I can't fathom being as smart as him or any kind of rapper because I just don't have that verbal dexterity. That yeah, I, I'm shockingly, I do not spit any game. <laughs> so I. <laughs> That was good. That was it was, it was. It was great. I liked it. <laughs> it was great. So I, the amount of words I just saw an article that they that musical, if it was produced at the same speed as a normal typical golden age musical, would be like six hours long. Mm. That's how many words are being said on wow. that stage. So for him to write that alone is amazing. I think Hamilton's the first mainstream viewing of really great choreography and blocking. Mm-hmm. And I really think Andy Blankenbuehler's design, um, S- Steve Kern was a set designer. I think, I think I'm, I don't, I might be remembering that name wrong. I think the set design is beautiful. I think the use of the space to tell the story is inspired. I think that matched with Lin-Manuel Miranda's words is impressive. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's very fresh and very unique. Um, but I, I gotta say, we watched it with the whole family um, when it was released on Disney Plus. Most of them had seen it live. I and my wife have have not. Um, and I think 
being theater people, we see a lot of shows, and it, it didn't yes. it didn't yeah. blow us away like everyone else that said it was amazing. I think it is amazing. I think it's a lot of hype um, because it is mm-hmm. so mainstream now yeah. that the people that are like, I don't like musical theater, and now they finally like one. That it's they think Hamilton. it's like, yeah, right. It's Hamilton. It, I just, I don't get yeah. it. Like, I, th- I thought it was great. Yeah. I did see, like, most of it. I d- we just had to leave. And yeah, yeah. But it's just so overhyped. Oh, wait, like, wait, wait. Did you just say you walked out of Hamilton? I did. He didn't even want to watch it. You want to know why? He didn't even want to watch because it. Because of you. We had rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> wait, the actual show? Like, in New York? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought you were, like, in the room where it happened. And, like, we're like, nah, I'm good. Like, you left, like, Leslie's imagine, up there doing imagine, his thing. And like he's no just like, imagine Dewey Diggs happened. is up there just <laughs> killing Jefferson. He's just like, Cheney's like, no, nah, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All right. I could do better. I'm going to take the subway home. Bye. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I think, what I think is most impressive is, I think it's approachable to a lot of people who thought musical theater would never be approachable to them. Um, I, I think that's where I'm lost for words at, is that I think I could never write something like that or know that many words or, or be that creative. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it changed musical theater as much as a chorus line um, or some of these giant signposts that we put in the in the history of musical theater. I think it change the genre of musical theater more because I think it um, it exposed it and it gave us kind of uh, a way to <laughs> get Deliver it, get that <laughs> hi Ruby our live audience is back <laughs> um, so I, I, I just in in summation Cheney I, I agree with you I think it's hyped I think it doesn't deserve all the hype it gets I think obviously I don't think everyone got duped like I think that it it won its Pulitzer and it won its Tonys. It was great, yeah. But for a reason, um, I just don't know if I, I'm not the big. I don't listen to it. Let's put it that way. I listen to I, it once, I but mean, I, I don't, I don't listen, listen to it in the car. I listen to in the Heights before I listen to that because I feel like in the Heights, it. I think it was a very strong show, and I don't think it got its run that it deserved. And I think um, I I listen to Hamilton a lot and go, well, that's just Usnavi. That's his melody coming out, and that's that's Daniela, and that, there's a lot of same. And I don't know if that's um, Blankenbuehler or if that's man. I mean, uh, you had the whole production team back, mm-hmm. so there's going to be like a language and a vocab- vocabulary that they use and, and melodies that they pick up on, and it's it's a, it's their catchy melodies. So you're going to recycle them, but so that's interesting. <laughs> I I agree with the over like when Hamilton first came out. 2016, right? My sister listened to it incessantly uh-huh. to the point of like, I don't want to ever watch this or listen to this ever again because it's just I, it's all I'm hearing all yeah. day when she's at home doing her homework, doing the dishes. It's Hamilton loudly. And I'm just like, I don't want to be around this. But it's so popular. But I've also listened to In the Heights. When, when she found In the Heights, she also listened to it incessantly. When she finds something, she really just digs her nails. Anyway. Yeah. I and I mean you're in you're in Bring It On right now and even the songs in Bring It On, which is why I mean honestly, it w- it got put on the short list for me. It doesn't have a lot of great features, but the music it's we like I said in the last section we can't produce in the Heights yet. 
right. I, I would love to. I'd love to bring in a director with the experience of growing up in New York who could, who, or living in New York who could direct a show like In the Heights with the right cast. Um, and I'd love to watch that and just be a part of it. Bring it on is the closest I can give this community to the chance sure. of singing Lin-Manuel Miranda's songs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if rather than doing a Broadway cabaret and featuring songs from Hamilton, mm-hmm. I, like, that's an experience that kids can have right now singing sure. this. And it's the same. And this is kind of where I, I, I get rubbed the wrong way. Is It's the same kind of rap structure, mm-hmm. unless I'm so uneducated in rap that I don't know. But it's the same kind of rhyming scheme. It is. And melodies I'm as sure as right. the other two songs, sure. as the other two shows, which I totally get. Like we, people make yeah. careers on that, but you can absolutely hear. And I mean, we're putting them on, we're like calling them out, but it's a, like you can hear a Gershwin song and know it's a Gershwin. Like, mm. I, I have no idea who Gershwin. I just have to. You do? I know who he is. What's his first name? I just know who he is. What's his first name? I just know who he is. What's his first name? I just heard. I what's know his that. Name? What's his first I name? He was just a great. What's Gershwin's first name? I don't know. Who <laughs> I just I know. Who that's he gonna is. be that's gonna sorry. be Cheney's homework for next next I'm podcast. Sorry. I didn't honestly. Okay. Sondheim's first name. Can you shut up? <laughs> I'm not a music. <laughs> Steven. Yeah, Steven. It's just like I'm glad you didn't say like Stefan or something stupid like that. Anyway, I probably would have. Look. Oh, I know. Look, I love musical theater. I didn't know what Lin Manuel. I didn't even know Lin Manuel was in Hamilton. Oh, that's oh, I didn't Cheney. know what he looked like. I didn't know any of that. Literally, I, I found that. Go back oh, and watch his Tony acceptance I'm speech. A movie guy. Go back and watch his Tony acceptance speech when he won for best book of a yeah. musical, and he, Talks about I believe he freestyled his acceptance mm-hmm. speech on the Tony Awards that year, and it's like his he's mind. Brilliant. He's great. He's, brilliant. he's great. Um, he's not a great singer. No, no, he is not. We were talking, but you kind of get you kind of their opinion. You he is not. A, he does not have a good voice. I haven't. Really? I yeah. haven't found anyone that sticks up for his vocals yet. I think they just like stick a lot up for of people because it's him, and he's charming and it's Lin Manuel. Like who doesn't want to like yeah. have a beer with him? To, I would go to quote Hamilton, let's just go chill with him. You know what I'm saying? Like if he pulls, I want to be. Imagine he just pulls up. He's like, oh, they're doing bring it on. Let me pull up. I Did he buy a ticket. He probably didn't use his real name. No, probably so not. You know. So if he shows up, wouldn't it be great if he used the name like Tim Rice or like imagine John. Stevens. He's just Do- J- Jane John Doe. John just Doe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even pick Tim Rice because of that. But yeah, look at Cheney picking up on his surroundings. I was like, I heard, I've seen that before. That was literally yeah. right there. So I was reading it all the time. Um, here. Either yeah. way, if you see Tim Rice's name on your ticket list, you just want to go, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Show's canceled. Okay, I, I don't want to show up. I'm trying to think. So when I directed King and I, I don't have anything from right Legally. No, I don't have anything from Legally Blonde in here, do oh. I? Oh, there. Um, I'm trying to think. Who was the book writer on that? Heather Hatch. So when I I did Legally Blonde before I came back and did King and I. And when I did King and I, was it Aida? No, I'm sorry. It was Aida. Linda Wolverton. Um, she did the book for Aida. She also wrote the screenplay, Cheney, for Maleficent. And fu- she was the original. She wrote the movie that you see with Angelina Jolie. Her script got thrown out after they got Jolie to sign on, wow. and she said, "No, I want." And w- was she was like replaced with a man, and Angelina Jolie said, "No, I want Linda and that original script." And that's the movie that we saw. So Angelina like actually like oh, wow. used her power to like get her back. Her niece and nephew and brother-in-law were they were in King and I. So while I was directing King and I. Linda Wolverton, who was like the work book author for the next show I was like getting ready to work on, 
she wrote me an email like thanking me for like doing shows in Williamsport and like doing theater with her family and like was very excited to like hear about her experience like it was the one of like that was like my oh, first that's cool that's like cool. Email. Another, well it was funny because like subtle be, flex, I, <laughs> I never <laughs> tell that story that's a story like I never I feel we're special we get it on our I phone, never tell you know? that story yeah. but anyway what I was what I was trying to say I, I don't know how, see we always get off topic but like, why do you think that Hamilton grew to such popularity? And in the Heights didn't. I have a theory, but I don't want. I want to see your thoughts before and see if we have the same wavelength here. Why do you think that? Because in the Heights is brilliant, and and the music and it, it was different. I mean, that's Hamilton yeah. before Hamilton yeah. in terms of melody, the song structure, the rap structure. So why do you think that? You know, it was so much more popular as Hamilton. I immediately go to um, Hamilton, although not like in the forefront of our minds. Jefferson, Washington, founding fathers. Those kind of themes are around sixth, seventh grade social studies. They're at least put in there. Mm -hmm. So I think In the Heights, as brilliant as it was, was such a small community that really understood that world. Mm -hmm. And and I saw it, and I think it's totally approachable, and I think it's totally a story that should be told and gentrification, and it it deals with all of these topics. I don't think it reached the masses in previews because not enough people could immediately connect with it. Understand what it's like being in a barrio. Yeah. Like, and, that, and I, I know exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we think about it. I know. Because, like, In the Heights was written about a Dominican man, you know, growing mm-hmm. up and what it was like for him in New mm-hmm. York. And so, like, how many people are interested in hearing that yeah. story? Exactly. I mean, and that's unfortunately, you know, that's what's great about Hamilton for me is, like, culturally you see a show again – you know, the Founding Fathers were not minorities, no. but the entire show sans a couple characters, you know, is written with minority actors yeah. into the show. So, like, In the Heights is written specifically for us, mm-hmm. but Hamilton was not. And I think that that's, like, one of those things that's – it's written written for us about a story that is not for us. And that's so not often seen, I think, in the theater world, you know. Our stories – and it's just like the movie world, like, black – you know, speaking specifically from a black and even a Latino perspective on this case, like our our movies and our portrayal in film and theater and whatever is always the same. Mm-hmm. You know, our stories get told as slave stories. Mm-hmm. Our stories get told as, you know, you're either doing a biopic on MLK uh-huh. or Thurgood Marshall or, you know, Jackie Robinson. But there's so many more people that matter. And so many stories of just in our article we talked about, you know, we are black and Af- or African-American and Latino, but we're people, mm-hmm. you know, and we're people before we're anything else. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's shows written about people just doing normal people things, but it's like minority minorities are often represented as just being minorities. And the show it has to be about them being a minority yeah. rather than just being people. I think there's I think there's a beautiful Netflix series uh, called Hollywood that if you haven't watched it yet I highly recommend it. I'm not a big Ryan Murphy fan, but this was a Ryan Murphy project, um, and it literally took what what would happen in our world if Hollywood in the 1940s 50s was fixed. So it takes um, the homosexuals that were beat and murdered mm-hmm. and and not cast. Rock Hudson's a main mm-hmm. character. Um he, and he's able to come out and be gay and they start making movies featuring gay actors in gay roles telling gay stories. 
it features an African American woman winning uh, an Oscar for leading leading female, mm-hmm. way before Halle Berry, way before anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it features, and it's it's this pivot. It's, it features a multiple pivots of what would the world have been like if just a couple people had stepped up and sure. and and changed, and how much the world is impacted by the stories we tell on screen and in TV and in theater mm-hmm. and, and in books. And that that specifically, it ends in a very kind of, one, it's very raunchy. So if you watch it, make sure you're not watching with your parents or, or small children because it's a little awkward. But two, it ends in this place where you're like, that was 80 years ago. Yeah. And had that happened, yeah. where would we be Imagine. at today? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. That's that's one of those things that is just always think about like where would we be and when do our stories just get to be when do we just get to live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when d- when does it get like when does it stop just being about us being minorities and when do we yeah. get to just why why can't we just be normal people that have like normal lives and it doesn't have to be about race yeah because it's not you know it doesn't have to be you know those shows are great you know ragtime is great and dream girls is great but mm-hmm. you know our stories are more than just those. And so I, I think For sure. I'm going to have to watch that because it's just, you know, it's a lot, you know, and it, yeah. it, it, it speaks to just where we are as a society and what would it look like? Could everything be different? Yeah. Could we have gone back and just someone done something. And I think that that's to tie back into our earlier conversation, you know, like those conversations that you're having with the board and, and the things that we're doing here and getting those voices out there. <laughs> sure. We could not have changed things 80 years ago. Had someone changed things 80 years ago, things would be different now. But if we make those changes now, in mm-hmm. 80 years, what's that going to look like? Yeah. yeah. So, sure. you know, we have the ability to do things now that can affect the future for everyone. And, and you know, that's just, I think that's awesome. Absolutely. We try. We're trying. Yeah. And we appreciate it. We got you. All right. Well, Seth, uh, this has been fun. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Are we I ending? Are we wrapping? No, absolutely not. I was gonna say there's another section, right? Th- oh there yeah. is. Oh, there's a section. All right. All there right. is a section, and I, I, you know, I like to do a little intro. I know you do. So, you know, this is a. This I has listen been a lot to of your fun. podcast. This is ouch, ouch. This has been a lot of fun topic, and, and it really heavy too. Even you know, yeah, it's one of the things that we love. We love we doing kept it. it. We no kept wait, it. Right, right, right after this, uh, well, I, I have rehearsal for that. You but do. Like, yeah, so we we're gonna we're gonna play a little game, Seth. Okay. And I know you're a listener. You're a fan of Afro Latinos. Um, oh and so, no! And so it's time for a you're segment okay, okay. that we you're like okay. to call. You think you know? I think I know. Well, I was. Hold on. I will interject right here. I'm a little sad. You think you know doesn't have a jingle yet. Oh. So like. Uh, get there. Yeah. If it okay, you think hey, you hey, know, hey. you think you know, you think you know. Yeah. Oh, like just something like that. Like just that. something like. Uh, see, it took I'll us. Come up with it. it took us a little. Two, between two and three weeks, kind of think of a name, think of a logo, and think about like all this stuff. Like it literally took us like three weeks. Like we were like, okay, there's way more thought going on to Afro Latino than there is for CTL speaks. Because I, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we're CTL and we're speaking in a podcast. CTL speaks, and then I was like, that's a nice but picture of our curtain. Here's a, here's we're gonna put that up there. Here's a, here's, a, here's the funny like thing. To, I'm so know. proud Chaney, of you. Chaney, Chaney wants to do. You know, Chaney has all these great ideas, but then the follow through is like. <laughs> Ah, there so it then, is. then that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the follow through. Yeah. So, so like, like he I has, can, he has a 
Okay, so Chaney's like, here for the good looks, which go hand in hand with the podcast. The looks, the looks. <laughs> yes, he's got. Oh, you saved got it a face. I saved it for now. A face for radio. Oh, there it is. There it is. But anyway, so you this is a segment you know. we call You Think You Know. Or, you know, it's a little bit of fun. Okay. You are the executive director of a community theater. Yeah. And so we would imagine that you might know a thing or two about theater. Yeah. So we're going to play a game, uh, and it's called You Think You Know Broadway. Okay. Okay. So here's how this works. If you're a first-time oh, listener. Oh, everyone listening, I'm sweating <laughs> so much. <laughs> you're our first-time listener. Here's how this works. Uh, we are – Seth uh, Chaney and I are going to ask our dear friend Seth 15 questions about Broadway musicals. Okay. You know, we are going to read you a description of a show. Okay. And you are going to have 30 seconds to rack your brain and okay. try and figure out what show are we talking about. Nope. Okay. Okay. Did you pick obscure ones? I, I, d- I picked them all. Of course. I'm, are we I like... We make, We're we not obscure. So These are all ones okay. that you okay. will absolutely we, oh, know. Okay. 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 I, we, we went through uh, an episode where he thought my questions were like too they hard. They were ridiculous. Yeah. No, yeah. They yeah. Were, There's a couple questions you asked, and I'm like, I won't know that. Thank you. From yeah, the no. office one? Thank you. Absolutely not. The office one I haven't heard, but I'll do that next, because I okay. definitely will win so, that. If you so have those questions no, no. still, no, no, I'll do them. Okay. Let me ask you a question. I... We're, we'll get to this segment. This question <laughs> makes me so mad. Okay. From The Office? Is yes. this The Office this episode? Is the Office. Hit me. The, our first episode we did with The Office messed up. It was bad. We uh-huh. had to record the whole episode. Uh-huh. So I made him ask me different questions the first time. But the first time, he asked me a question, and it makes me mad to this day. And if you get it, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll shut up. Okay. What was the name of the hedgehog that Dwight tried to prank Jim with? Um, it was a female, it was. and her name was, I want to say Florence, but it's not. No. It's, it's, not. it's an H. Yes. It is. It's um, much closer than I was. I was exactly. It is. Mm, it's going to make me so mad. Um, not. <sighs> I feel like he's going to get it. That I, I feel like he's going to get it. I w- I'm already, I o- I'm already over 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds on the time. Her. No, it's not her. It's you have it. It's there. Yeah, much closer it's than there. I was. It is there. Um, you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna be so mad that I didn't know it. Um, because I, I can. The whole scene is Jim's like, "How to get there?" And Dwight's like, "No, don't hurt." And then he says his name and, he like and her name. The, like, That's yeah. More Jim turns it in. I remember. Because um, is this the Christmas episode where they're pranking each other? Yes. 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 Um, it's the one with uh, no Robert California's not there, but Andy's in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Is it a is it a Spanish name? Could no. be. It's, it's not. But it's it, do you know his mom's name? I'll give you a hint. Like Dwight's mom's Dwight's name? Mom. Because it's kind of like that. Oh, no, I don't know Dwight's mom's name. Dwight's mom's name is Hedda. Oh, I didn't know that. Are you sure it's his? Not that's not his grandma's name. I'm pretty sure it's his mom. What's the, what's the grandpa's name or the hedgehog's name? Henrietta. Henrietta. I knew it. I'm so mad right now. I, I, I totally knew that. You, I was I'm so, so mad right now. You know I'm so mad right now. Listen, I've you watched every I, single episode of The Office. I don't even remember the episode you're talking about. I could not guess. It's the one all. where he, where Dwight is in. It's, it ends with one of my favorite quotes of um, one of the best Christmas gifts that I could give is fear. Yes. Because Dwight's, <laughs> Dwight's on the top of the yes. on the top of the Dunder Mifflin building, and Jim's hitting the umbrella, <laughs> the snowman with all the umbrella, umbrella, and he just says, he just turns to Pam and goes, "Run." And Pam, like, like he pushes. If you go back and watch the episode, he, like, 
pushes Pam into this like, and, like he just starts just wailing on these. Oh, it's great. I also want the little contraption that the snowball pops out of the box like from that <laughs> yeah, episode. Bad. Yeah. Oh, you remember that? Now I remember. Oh, you remember that? I'm starting to remember pieces, but I never would have remembered Henry Adams. No way. There's I kind of, no I kind of want to hear those. I don't. You know, I didn't listen to that episode. I, I kind of want to hear those questions because Henry Adams. Well, that makes me so. I bet if I, I called my wife right no. now, Wait, she would know. No, 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 right now, Hold on. Right now. Do you want to know if my wife would know? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Because guaranteed she'll know. Guaranteed. I have. I still have the recording of that. I just, I just never posted it, so I have. Sorry, this is a bonus feature. I'll put her on FaceTime. Well, they can't see that. But that's fine. For all of you out there, she's on FaceTime. <laughs> Hopefully she wants I gar- She's going to know it. It's made me so mad. Me. What do you want? I know. This is like a lifeline. I should have used that. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Marissa. I'm, I'm doing a podcast right now with Aubin and Chaney. It's the podcast is called Afro-Latino, so they have me on as their first guest. <laughs> um but so they they're at, they're getting ready to ask me trivia questions about Broadway. But before that, Aubin said he got trivia questions from about The Office, and he's like, "I got a question that made me so mad that I want to know if you know it." Because I said, "Oh, I'll be able to do those." What is the name of the hedgehog that Dwight pranks Jim with? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, I've never been Nobody. more in love. I've never been more in love. <laughs> he was cause he he kept saying it's like well, you giving me hard questions. There's I'm no like, no way. I have not. watched Marissa. You don't understand. I've watched every single episode of the show, and I was nowhere. I was I sat there for thirty seconds, feeling so stupid, <laughs> like I've never watched the show ever in my life. I I knew it started with an H, and I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. Do you know, do you know Dwight's mom's name? I think it might be his Hedda, but I think it's his grandmother. But no. All right. Thank you. I, th- I said I was going to, I had to brag about you that you would Thanks, know Marissa. it. Thanks, Marissa. All right. Yeah, it made love me you. feel stupid. Thanks. Bye. Say bye. 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 <laughs> well, it's all right because no, right. One, I, no one that I Thank asked you. knew. So, and, and my fiance and my sister are even more of Office fans than I am, and they didn't know. You just so, have to watch. I, I'm, a, I'm a film student, so I watch for little things and I always remember. I like, love little details. Like I that. just want to remind you uh, last week, Mr. Film Student, or two weeks ago, whenever we did it, Mr. Film Student failed his film student. I've heard movies I've never seen in my life. So uh, I don't and and again, the list was. Can we go back to my list? I, I should go back to where's my Where's my question? Anyway, so. Uh, You're describing them. Broadway. We're going to read you a description of the musical. You have 30 seconds to answer. Um, I will only take your first answer. Um, the time starts after we finish reading the question the first time. Okay. Okay. Do you have any questions for us? No, sir. Okay. Cheney, go ahead, and we'll start with question number one. Question number one. Okay. A matchmaker travels to Yonkers to find a partner. Hello, Dolly. There we go. We started off with an easy one. We didn't yeah, even get easy. thirty seconds yeah. through. Yeah. And it, I think it's probably the only Broadway musical that's ever talked about Yonkers, like ever. So yeah, it might okay. be Yonkers might be mentioned in a couple other old school ones, but that's that's about it. Okay. Yeah. How about next time you let me finish the question? That's fine. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> Why? Hey, so other people, other people. We encourage. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you're good. I'm you're sorry. Right. I'll it's wait. Fine. I'll wait. We'll just read the question and then just show us how okay. impressive. Okay. 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 Question number. People can pause it after the question if they need to think about it. Oh yes, my. that is true. All right. Listen, question number two. I, I'm, I'm hyped for I need for to this. hear the question. I'm sorry. Okay. Because they play at home. Number two. Number two. Number two. Armed with the titular manual, an ambitious window washer seeks to climb the corporate ladder. Can I answer now? Your, yeah. your time begins oh now. Oh, my God. 30 seconds. How to succeed in business without really trying. That is correct. Thank you. Oh, thank that you. is correct. So good. 
Okay. It's two for two, guys. The highest we've ever got. Let's, let's I had the highest uh, score, and I think it was an 11. Okay. <laughs> it's 12 questions? I think it was 12. 15. 15 questions. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, number three. Did you highlight? You I did. did. Okay. A nerdy florist finds his chance for success and romance with the help of a giant man-eating plant who demands... One of my dream roles, by the way. Little shop of horrors. I've never seen that. Can we start singing my answers? Can we? Please. The only reason... Literally, the only reason I've know of Little Shop of Horrors is because Hannah did it in Lord of Socks. Mm. Yes. Most of these you will know okay. yeah, automatically. Okay. Okay. That one, by the way, You're Audrey 2 is on my... Is Audrey 2? Phil Veneta got to shows. play Audrey 2. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. I'm a little jealous. I know. Okay, next question. I won't even have to finish the question again. You're going to okay. get this. Um, I'm still sweating. A puppet-filled comedy follows a group of 20-somethings seeking their purpose in big city life. Avenue Q. See, I, I've this literally never Avenue heard of Q. half of them. Oh, you should look them up. That one's a good one. It's terribly inappropriate. It's awful. <laughs> Triple Crown winner of the Tony Award. Best book, musical, and score. Best book, musical, and score. Yeah. Okay. This All one right. might be a stretch. <laughs> I don't Aubin, Aubin didn't like that fun fact. I loved it. This it is number five. It was great. I'm just bitter. I'm, I'm four for four. Okay. All right. Fake faith healer Jonas Nightingale. Is stranded in a small town where he finds he can't fool all the people all, all of the time. Fake faith healer Jonas Nightingale mm-hmm. is stranded in a small town where he finds he can't fool people all of the time. It's not Book of Mormon. Let me find Let me find do I need to give an answer? You do. Yeah, sure. Book of Mormon. It is incorrect. incorrect. It's not. It's Nigga, incorrect. You st- what is it? I, I saw Have King you ever of the seen Universe. Book of what is it? Book of Mormon? No, I haven't. Oh, fantastic. It's hilarious. It's, I mean, obviously, you've listened to it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Just as funny. But what was the answer? The answer is... Leap of Faith. Oh, uh, okay. In my defense, Faith Alan Menken Faith doesn't even like that show when he <laughs> wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, yeah. No, okay, okay. I'll, Steve I'm, Martin played okay. in a movie. Anyway. I've never, never seen the movie. Sorry, Kenny. Okay. All Are right. you ready? Yep. Snobbish phonetics professor Henry Higgins agrees to a wager that he can make Flower Girl Eliza Doolittle presentable in high society. My Fair Lady. That is correct. correct. Sorry, to every, I'm, I'm sorry so to everyone I'm playing at home. I'm Hopefully, so you, you just pause it. I'm sorry. Yeah, after I finish the question, I'm no, no, sorry. you're good. You're good. You answer as soon as you know it. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. You I'm guys are just going to. I'm very competitive and I'm very like nervous. You're doing, so you're doing you're really doing great. great. You're getting the you're getting the worst the worst sign of Seth you could get. I should have. You're doing better than we. Than we both did, anyway. I have so six. Far. I have six. Right? You have five. Uh, five. Five. Okay. five for six. Five for six. Okay. All right. This one's pretty easy. Cause I even know this one. Um, the hit musical is based on the life of a bee picker actress who eventually be- became the wife of President Juan Perón. Oh, Evita. Evita is correct. Correct. Ooh, you looked a little confused. I was a little confused I, there. I actually, so I don't know Evita. Very well. I've never seen the movie. I've never listened to the music. I, I just know, like, I know the hands and the window yes. and the. You know, I, I the heard Ruby sing this like a million times. Don't cry for the A million times. I think every day because of school. I think that's why I don't know it because I don't like that song. So therefore, I was just like, nah. And I remember the Ricky Martin performance when he was in the revival on the Tonys. Look that up, kids at home, mm. because that's a great. I'm sure you will. Hey, remember how we're recording a podcast? Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Our live okay. studio audience is getting out of control. Yeah, she's, she had one job. One job. All right. Chinese. Here we go. Claude Bukowski leaves the family ranch in Oklahoma for New York 
where he is rapidly embraced into the hippie group of youngsters led by Berger, yet he's already been drafted. He soon falls in love with Sheila Franklin, a rich girl, but still a rebel inside. That would be hair. That would be correct. Hair? Like <laughs> hair. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like the hair. It's literally hair. Whatever. A trio of black female soul singers cross over. Who the hell talks about this? Just say it. You know what it is. We're your dream girls, boy. Right. Remember, right. he's Effie White, so. He's anyway. You're supposed to love me, Curtis. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Which makes me so mad because it's not from the show. That's a movie. That's you know what a Beyonce what's so, single you know that's that so, What's so sad about it's like a great song movie though. musicals or movie musicals that have been made into movies or something? Like there's some sh- songs that are not in the show, yeah, and on Broadway that are not. And I was like, come on, like just you kind of wish they were. Yeah. All right, really here we is. go. Anyway, next question. Is it me or you? Yeah, it's you. Okay. An ex-husband and wife team. I'm sorry. An ex-husband and wife team star in a musical version of The Taming of the Shrew. Offstage, the production is troublesome with ex-lovers quarrels and two gangsters looking for some money owed to them. That would be Kiss Me, Kate. That would be correct. I was in that in high school. Wow. Were you really? Ensemble member number 18. (laughs) (laughs) Hence why I didn't sing Kiss Me, Kate. I boycott that show. That actually, Kiss Me, Kate has a fun history with CTL. It's the, we've tried to produce it twice. Mm -hmm. It's the cursed show. Oh, is it? Because we've never been been never able to produce it because we've never gotten enough males or mm. the right actors to come out. Interesting. Twice in our history we've tried to produce Kiss Me Kate. Great show. Good show. Cole Porter. Great score. I think you're up, Chingy. I am up. I'm up. You're going to you're gonna get the best score that we've ever had, but that's good. Oh, yeah. These and are easy. I didn't want to make them too obscure. I mean, how Record like breaker. <laughs> I'll pull up some art. If you were to... It, it's <laughs> like... It's meant to like... Boost my confidence? Basically. Thanks, Chingy. Make the guest look it's good? It's like you think you know and then... You and do know. Do okay. you know as much as you think you yeah. know? Are we done? Is that it? No, no. We, oh, there's more. A drag queen comes to the rescue of a man who, after inheriting his father's shoe factory, needs to diversify his product if he wants to keep the business afloat. Kinky boots. Kinky boots. Hey, uh, you in the crowd, can you just grab it if you're going to grab it? Thank you. All right. It's better for editing if you just do it real quick. Just really quick. Just get it over. All right. Well, we'll just wait. For the noise to stop. Are you going to eat a ch- Are you going to eat an air roll like right now? Five minutes from being done, and you're really just going to crank. It's almost as bad as the one episode. Cheney's like, leave all that eating. in. We're eating like nachos Which, before yeah, we started, and he's yeah. crunching. In the <laughs> it's like this is not an ASMR podcast. I don't want our people do not oh want to hear you crunching on chips. I, w- in the middle I was of the show. doing a, a mukbang podcast. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm done. You're annoying. Okay. Anyway, um, this is. Anyway, a tribe called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heaviside so layer and come to back to a so new but. Jellicle life. It's the worst show ever, ever made. Ever. But. Ever. Cats. It is unfortunate. Did you watch the movie? I Yeah, I did. Talk. I've never seen it in live. Like I've never seen the yeah. show performed. I've never listened to it. I know the song Memory because people audition with it, mm-hmm. and that's it. I... And I love my boy James Gordon because yeah. he's me from across the pond. You would be so. Yeah, you look a lot like him. Uh, I know. And I'm sure you get that, that a lot. A lot. So I sat there so confused the entire time, and it felt like a fever dream that I was having because I went with my best friend and um, his girlfriend at the time, and then my wife, and she kind of grew up with cats. Her mother loves cats, so. 
I sat there and I was offended as a artist. I had a joke, but you at the creation of it because it's just awful. It's just awful. That's mean. And actually, I have a book called "So You Want to Produce a Musical," which lists a whole bunch of musicals and like pros and cons. And Cats is actually talked about in there as being so hard on the dancers' bodies mm. that you shouldn't do it. Like moving that way for that extended period of time is just so rough on them that it's not good. Yeah. Look at that! Don't do cats, people. Don't do cats. Don't no don't make really don't make me sit through. I cats. watched it on Broadway HD. So here's the thing. Yeah, I, I love Broadway. If your school does cats, of, just quit. There, there are a lot of shows it. like. I felt I always felt bad because like in high school like I joined the theater world like kind of by mistake. Um, my freshman year, I, I was in the Music Man, and I only did the show because I had seen it before. Like they did it like Meadowbrook uh, when okay. I was growing up, and so my pastor's daughter was Marion, and so we went to see her. So I knew the show, so I was like looking for something to do. I was terrible at sports, so like I was like, oh, well, I'll give it a shot. So I got cast in the, in the barbershop quartet i was like oh this is fun and that was literally the end of i think i talked about this in an episode once um literally the end for me like i was cool i was never going to do another show unless unless um you know i knew what the show was and then we had someone in the in the cast who was like you know you should stick to this and i was like okay cool so i don't remember how i got here what were we talking about i, I talked too much how did that come up? Next oh, because there's a lot of shows that I haven't seen. Like, I did theater through high school. I did some in college, and now I do community theater here. Yeah. And, like, I was like, there's so many shows that I have never seen. So I just started one day trying to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. I couldn't get through Pippin. I don't like Pippin either. I wa- I started Pippin. So he was going to be in Pippin, and then, like, oh the whole corona happened. Oh. Yeah, I, I, like d- I don't the like I like Join Us, the opening song of the show. Like, it's... Uh, what's the name of the song? Magic to Do. I love Magic to Do, um, but it's like literally the only thing that I know from the show. And I was just after that, I was like, I don't like this. And so I switched to Cats, and I was yeah. like, I don't like this. I switched to something else. I think I started Carousel, and I was also very bored by the version of Carousel, and so I just stopped. Well, I Did was you like, watch I'm Carousel with Lindsay Mendes? I don't remember who it was. So there's a great on Broadway HD. There's a great version, and stick through it. Not that I'm preaching Carousel right now because I think that show onto itself has its problems. Um, but there's a great version done with the New York Philharmonic on Broadway HD with the orchestra on stage. Um, and Kelly O'Hara plays the lead in Carousel. Hmm. Great music. Not a great plot with the whole abuse stuff. Yeah, never really fun, right? But, yeah, that's that. Question. Last question. Change it. No, 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 go do the next. Go do the next one. Because I'm changing the questions to make it harder to say. Wow. Sabotage. What am I up to? Okay, so what am I up to? What's my score? I'm gonna add one more hard question. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You are. You missed out on uh, Fiddler on the Roof. You changed it. So. It's gonna be too easy. Oi. In Russia, and then you yeah. say Jewish, and it's just like yeah, it's that's gotta be. Yeah. Although Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of 1812 now is all up there. But you would have gotten it. I probably would have gotten mm-hmm. it. All right. So I'm just trying no, to I do that one cocky. and just put there. This is bad. If you want to, you can do that one. That's fine. What's okay. my – before we go on, what's my score? All right. So one, you two, missed three, two, four, five. One. One. Six, you missed seven, one. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven for twelve. I have eleven right now to twelve? Yeah. That's why yeah. he's changing because yeah, I, yeah. I, I tied him. Well, yeah. I just want to – you know you stretch know my stuff, Stretch so my brain. That's right. Here we go. Okay. I don't know how to say this name. How do you say it? Do you mean just look? Do you mean help you? No, no. Okay. Georgia. 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 
Giorgio and Clara are in a happy relationship until Giorgio is sent to the military outpost. Questioning their relationship, Giorgio fears his life will never go back to how it was. Interesting. I have no idea. I want to get. I don't know Miss Saigon enough. Give you, I will give you one hint. Okay. It's a Sondheim show. Is this Pacific Overtures? No, it's oh. Overtures. What is it? This is. No, wait. Giorgio and Clara. Giorgio and Clara. It's a Sondheim show? It is a Sondheim. It's a little night music? Hmm? A little night music? Mm-hmm. Light in the Piazza. No. That's about the girl get the kicks in the head with the horse. Oh. I don't know. What is it? Oh, I don't know passion. I don't know anything about it either. I just found it, and I was like, my I professor, don't know it. So. My <laughs> professor in college loves passion, and I don't know it. But okay. I, Yeah, I, I really right, was too so wrong. lost. Too so. wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to change the last question, by the way, Cheney. So yeah, I was going to. Be prepared, because we were just talking about Pippin, so it's not, not going to keep it in there. Can't be Pippin. Only was brought up because I was like, oh, well, I know that. Um, okay. <laughs> A coming-of-age story set in 19th century Germany and centered on a group of teens discovering their sexuality. Spring Awakening. That is Spring Awakening. I was just talking with the cast to bring it on about it. Yeah. What about? Uh, well, we w- no, we were talking. Well, it, it when, when was this? Spring Awakening yesterday. Spring Awakening always comes up when I get, like, kind of that age group in the building. The, my pr- So, and honestly, it comes up a lot with Heathers and Spring Awakening. I like that we do shows that some high schools can't do because they just can't. Like West Side is a stretch for a lot of high school programs, and bring it on. Yeah, to do it to do it well. Um, it's just watching that line of what can we do and sure. naked um, adolescents on stage is a lot for our community. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I love the music. Phil, our general manager, loves the music. Um, we love the show, so it's always talked about. Not ruling it out, but. It's a lot of stuff that we have to watch. And the last question. You're 14, uh, 13. 13 for, for four. Oh, 12 for 14. All right. Right now. Calvin. And that's only because I, d- I, I gave you a hard one because. Good, good, good. I needed to stretch you. Like, these are shows that everyone has heard of. You know, I, I will of them, say Passion so. and what was the other one I missed? Uh, Leap of Faith. Leap of Faith. Uh, I mean, I'm okay not knowing those two shows. <laughs> I think they have a combined Tony account of none. Do you have the last question, Cheney? I do. Okay. Is a lot of pressure. A lot it of pressure. It's not. Yeah. I, but go I, ahead. Okay. Are you pulling these off of a site? Or are you I'm making these up? Finding them. Okay. You think I know these off the top of my head? I'm just reading them. Okay. That would be impressive. When Bobby Chow's mother forces him to foreclose on a theater, he decides to put on a play to pay the mortgage. Though the mounting is unsuccessful, it may. What did you write there? It may lay the foundation. It may lay the foundation for career success and true love. You want me to say that again? Yeah, Bobby Loud. When Bobby Child's mother forces Bobby Child to foreclose the theater, he decides to put on. We're both paying attention. You are. I got it. Um, Thirty seconds. It's not Bobby Child. So the studio audience knows it. Answer in there. What do you mean? What is it? Oh. What? Yeah, but if she says the answer, then. Well, don't. Is it? It's not follies. Ten seconds. No, it is not. 
I was going to give you that Probably one. Probably is a good one. I, d- I don't know this one. I'll yeah. take my I'll take my 12. That's that's time. The answer is Ruby, shout it out. Crazy for you. Really? Yeah. I don't My wife was Irene in Crazy for You. Yeah. Um but I don't know that show at all other than some songs. I don't know it either. So I know, like, she's going to be so disappointed I got that wrong. I know like two out of the 15 shows I ran this. Well, I knew most of them. Most uh, I of knew them. Cats, but we all know Cats because it's bad. Little Shop of Horrors. We don't care, Cheney. Yeah, Cheney, we're done. We're done. The podcast is coming to an end. We're winding down. Well... Read the, was room. read the room, Cheney. Read the room. Now, was it was it as was it as stressful? I want to. C- can we do it every once a month? Can I just come back and we check in? I I, I yeah, love this. This was great. Absolutely. You can you feel free. We to need have the mainstream Cheney's. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I think. I'm just saying. You two on CTL speaks would be great. It would be something. Oh, apparently, nobody wants me in the podcast. Uh, so Cheney, I, I would love you. Which we 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 prefer when you actually like? I don't know. Speak, but you know, it's fine. No, it's. I speak when spoken to. I knew you guys were gonna. I told you from the beginning. I knew you guys were gonna have you this did. conversation because I knew not much about ah. it. So I was like, "You guys do it." You know, the yeah. grown men in the room <laughs> have this conversation. He's calling us old. He does it a lot. Anyway, this has been another episode of Afro Latinos. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We really want Seth to be back. He is our highest score, I think, twelve out of fifteen. Not too bad. And he's he's got our music. He thinks, I guess. I don't you know. You have what that you have was. some great you have some great music. So I will thank you. I, I good made picks. Myself, good picks. So. You made it yourself. I did. did. I just threw some garage band loops together. Get it. Was it. Great. Get it. And uh, it yeah, slaps. It, was a lot of fun. it slaps. <laughs> As the kids like, say. Like As the kids say these days, it slaps. It's a little bit Afro, a little bit Latino, and it's it like the perfect mix of who we I are and what we do. It was great. So anyway, this is this has been Auburn. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. And I was I was Chandler. Now might, might we don't know who he is. Yeah, no. I, I got lost after you guys, so that's All fine. right. And <laughs> in our esteemed guest. Thank you for having me, guys. Guys, yeah, no this problem. has been fun. Thank I you so it. much, Seth. Uh, catch us anywhere where podcasts can be found. Anchor, Apple, uh, Spotify, you know, all those other ones. This Google has been Play. great. Yeah. Adios, everybody. I can't even speak Spanish right. <laughs> Golly. I think Seth could have said that better. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs> Oh,